Hello everyone, you are listening to the Sentient Future Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Funston, and this is episode 43. Today, let's talk about measuring our time. How do we spend it? How do we track it? And how do we learn from it? So if you've been recently following along on my social media accounts or my uh, anchor station here, you will have noticed I am tracking my time in quite a bit of detail, and then intentionally making those details visible to you. What that does for me is help ensure that I spend time in a way that is consistent with how I say I want to lead my life, how I do want to lead my life, and in a way that shows leadership through vulnerability. I don't spend my time perfectly every day, but by being accountable to someone, it helps me spend it better. The first thing I did was break down the categories of things I spend my time on, and then later on I put in details within those categories. My categories were work, self, family, household, shopping, and sleep. And those were just the categories of the activities that I spend my time on. I have also separated the people that I spend time with, whether I'm alone, whether I'm with my wife, whether I'm with my kids, whether I'm with both, or perhaps uh, immediate family or extended family or friends or acquaintances, you, you get the picture. And then separately, my location. So whether I'm at home, whether I am out shopping, whether I am at the office, whether I'm somewhere else. And that was that I didn't confuse what I was doing with necessarily who I was with or where I was. I think one of the advantages to that later is it'll give me an idea of how much time I spend with different people, how much time obviously I spend on different activities, where I am for a great greater portion of my time, what some of the trends are, so am I improving in the direction that I'd like, and then more nuanced things like, am I more likely to be doing work when I'm alone or with other people, so on and so forth. Another thing I personally chose to do, but it's really a philosophical debate, is whether I recorded myself doing more than one activity at a time. On the one hand, I'm a huge supporter of single tasking rather than multitasking. A lot of studies have really debunked the productivity of multitasking if the activities require any moderate amount of thinking. I'm not talking about really simple things like walking and chewing gum at the same time. On the other hand, yes, I occasionally multitask, like I might listen to a podcast while I'm taking care of my kids. But since that is the exception rather than the rule, and I believe in the productive power of doing only one thing at a time, I personally have chosen to only record myself as doing one activity at a time. And in recording myself doing that, it actually prompts me to only do one thing at a time, which is good because that's consistent with what I believe is uh, more effective. Of course, in a case like that, you are more than free to uh, measure it however it is you want to. There might be some benefit to you of looking at which activities you tend to do in parallel and maybe even productivity when you do those activities in parallel versus when you do them apart. So I'm recording the second portion of this episode after having returned from a family vacation. During that time, I put my time tracking on hold. While intentional living applies just as much during leisure time as it does work, the reason I suspended the tracking was because I believed it would skew my results. At least at first, while the sample size of my data is relatively small, I am recording the rule rather than the exceptions. And that certainly doesn't mean cherry-picking data throughout the day. But in cases like being on vacation out of town, where my context is so different from what it usually is, short-term conclusions I draw from the data, if my vacation were included, would be less representative of and less useful for my typical behavior. So when you look back on your activity data, 
You don't necessarily need to omit large swaths of data that you think are not representative. Just remember what data you do have included and interpret your results accordingly. Soon, I'm going to start looking at the trends and some of the most common combinations of activities, places, and people. I'll be sure to let you know how that goes and probably post some of the visual content on Instagram. And now we come to my favorite segment of every episode. So what? How does tracking our time, analyzing it, and being more mindful of how we spend it help us live more intentionally? It may be obvious, but living intentionally is effectively spending our time intentionally. We don't know how we've done or how we're doing, and we can't plan to do any better if we don't measure. And technology is finally getting sophisticated enough to help us track our own daily behaviors. Once you get over the initial shock of how much time you actually have to work on your goals, you get to choose whether you have an optimistic or pessimistic outlook. I hope you're not too hard on yourself for the time that you believe you've wasted, but rather are grateful for having started to measure your time and have gained this insight now. Let that information empower you. And if you have any questions about measuring your time or would like some guidance as to how to personalize it for yourself, please send me a call in or reach out to me on social media. I'd be very happy to personalize an approach with you. Tracking your time is really an effective way to start increasing the control you have in your life. It's your life and you are important. And if you have any personal experience with this and you'd like to share, I'd love to hear it. Thanks everyone and until next time, live intentionally. Sentient Future out.